0: Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution and the Hemp Road Trip, informing people about industrial hemp and how it can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products, boost the economy and business, people, planet, profit. It's Coach Freddie here, and I'm here on the Hemp Road Trip bus with Rick Tarjan, and we're going to di- we're discussing the last legs of the Hemp Road Trip back east. Okay, this one involves going to Spring Hope and visiting the, the U.S. largest decorticator equipment in the United States. It's not operational now, but we met a lot of people there, and the meeting had already started. And... And we arrived there. They opened up the doors, and we drove right in, right into the uh, middle of the presentation.
1: You know, what happened the next day there? What? Well, that was – see, so I was supposed to fly back from, from the wedding in Los Angeles. I was taking a red-eye overnight, and I get to the airport at about midnight. And, of course, they say, that oh, your flight's been canceled, right? And I'm like, oh, because of weather in the Carolinas. I guess it was a sheety, like icy, rainy snow. Yeah. Like it was – It was not like I'm used to here in Colorado where you get some fluffy, good snow and it's packed in the ground. I mean, it was literally sleet that froze on the ground and froze to the cars. I mean, it was a very dangerous situation. So, having a plane go in there, having, um, you know, it just wasn't going to work out. So, of course, I, you know, by the time I rearranged my flights, I didn't get into North Carolina until about three o'clock or four o'clock that afternoon. So, unfortunately, I missed the decortication tour facility, um, the decortication tour, rather, in Spring Hope. But uh, but uh, Maggie's mom, Anne, was so gracious and was able to pick me up from the airport there in uh, in Charlotte, uh, t- took us back to their house, cooked us a great meal. I was able to finally get, you know, I hadn't slept because I'd been trying to arrange flights and all sorts of stuff. So um, we got together that night with Maggie's parents. Uh, we watched uh, the Hempsters movie with them, watched that. And then the next day was a very big day. We got it. it was, I call it our textile day. So we started off going to um, a... TS designs which is a a, a a triple B corporation for people planet profits much like you
0: yeah, you talk I... about
1: uh, Eric Eric Henry there is absolutely amazing and he has a great company essentially the company was doing great making a bunch of t-shirts in the you know the mid 90s and NAFTA came in and he went from 120 people to about 20. Uh, is what he said. So he had to really pivot and change the way he thought about business and did business. And rather than just focus on the bottom line being profitability, he focused on his people and he focused on doing things that were good for the planet. So he sources only organic locally grown cotton for his shirts. Uh, And he has a a patented uh, technology, a proprietary technology to actually uh, imprint on the shirts that stays and it it lasts forever. It doesn't wash out over with washes and it's great, great uh, technology. But he really Focus his company on the triple bottom line, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah.
0: And I can remember going in the door and right up on the wall, as you entered in the door, it said people, planet, and profit. And I stopped and you looked at me and you says, coach, that's you. And that, you know, that's what I am. Triple bottom line, people, planet, and profit. That's my coaching is all about. So he and I had a great conversation. As we went through his plant, this is the first company that I was in that actually had that in place for 20 years like he had this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's been doing this, you know, under the no, I would say under the radar. He's been doing this for, yeah, 19, 20 years since 94. So yeah. 22 years. So he's really he's really done a great thing with this. I mean, he has a farm on this property. He has eggs for his employees. I mean, he's just a, it was a very good approach to business, in my in my opinion in uh, a great company, and the people really yeah. loved working for him. And you could tell, you could tell. I mean, there was, I think there was an issue with the printing of one of the T-shirts, and just the way that that issue was handled, he was very, you know, he, he was didn't get upset. He just talked to it, looked at the looked at the problem. They fixed, they fixed it. They found a solution, yeah. and they moved forward. So no blame game, none of that crazy stuff that I've seen in corporate America. Just a very well handled, very good business from my perspective.
0: Yeah, and he actually invited me back this summer, which I'm going to go back there probably in, in end of June or July. And visit him and just really spend some time with him and see about his company. So I think he's a fantastic business guy.
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that that uh, podcast. That's going to be a good one. So uh, we met up with him, uh, enjoyed uh, enjoyed a meal with them, and then we headed down to the Manufacturing Solutions Center in uh, in Carolina, and that one was uh, in Conover, North Carolina. And essentially, we gave a presentation there about textiles. We toured their their facility. They're really an incubator slash R&D facility for all of the Carolinas, right? They're part of the research triangle. They're able to do microbe testing, tensile strength testing, UV testing, uh, rainwater, light fastening, wash fastening testing. I mean, really a lot of different things, test different fabrics. Uh, they have really, really a great state-of-the-art facility there, and they're helping bring jobs to you know the old textile industry in North Carolina. They lost a lot of jobs with tobacco and textiles leaving. And uh, and they were really able to bring a lot of different jobs, and we saw a couple of new companies that they were incubating there, and got some nice socks out uh, that were you know not necessarily hemp socks, but just great new uh, material for socks, and saw how they were going about their approach to helping businesses to to grow as well. So that was a fantastic uh, experience, and then we closed out the day. Uh, at the Carolina Nonwovens Company tour, so we were able to see how nonwoven textiles are made. So essentially, nonwoven—they roll up material that uh, they can use for acoustic uh, shielding. They can use it for cushions. They can use it for a variety of different. Um, we took the the door, the BMW hemp door that was donated from Vote Hemp. We took that in there and showed them what can be done with nonwovens on the on the auto industry side. Uh, one thing I did think was interesting, Coach, is we're going through that that tours. We're going through that factory. Almost every time he mentioned whether it was reused plastics or cardboard or reused whatever the material was that they were they were making nonwovens out of, almost every single time the binder they used was a polyester binder. So it was a petrochemical binder almost every single time. Yeah. yeah. Uh and I thought that was interesting. Um you know, just for the fact that it's obviously the cheapest, but the, even if you're trying to use a natural fiber, you're using a petrochemical. Typically it could be using a petrochemical binder for that fiber, right? So uh a hemp itself, if you want to do an all natural shirt or all natural non woven, you need a specific type of, of binder or resin. Uh that's something I think was like six or eight times more expensive than polyester, right? So you really need to commit to that to that exactly. natural shirt. Uh but I just found it it was kind of amazing to me how ubiquitous Petrochemicals are even in the textile industry, right? It's everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, and uh, it it you know it's going to be quite a while before we wean ourselves off of those chemicals and everything.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, uh, I mean, hemp. Even Dupont has created a shirt made out of corn. Which is completely toxic. It's viscous corn. I mean, it's, it's they're calling it a farm fresh shirt and all this marketing, but it's it's more toxic than than the stuff we put on now. So I mean, really, natural fibers, bamboo, hemp, flax, those kind of fibers are really the way to go. But it's just a matter of creating the demand so that the price of that binder comes down, so that you know, so that we can compete with with the other shirts. We're never going to be able to compete with oil and price. Uh, you know our petrochemicals on price I don't think at least not in the near term, but we'll be able to compete on quality and just a an healthy right a healthy a healthier shirt or a healthier fabric than uh than, than the than the petrochemical fabrics exactly
0: uh, and next episode we'll we'll continue on sounds good righty. and I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, give us a review. Follow us on Facebook forward slash I hemp Revolution and tell your friends about Hemp Road Trip. Visit them on Twitter, Facebook, visit HempRoadTrip.com and support the revolution. Help spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. People, planet, profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the IHAMP Revolution.